This is the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel, taking a bite-sized look at some of the big Liverpool FC talking points. Hello, you're listening to the latest Agenda Podcast here on the Blood Red Channel. I'm Matt Addison with Richard Garnett and Tom Greaves with me to take a look at Borussia Dortmund midfielder Jude Bellingham. There's been a lot said about him this week. We had a lot of questions about him on our Blood Red Q&A podcast special on Friday. But we wanted to dive a little bit deeper into his situation and what comes next, with Liverpool very much one of those teams chasing a transfer. We'll look about how he fits in potentially at Liverpool, how Liverpool can beat many others to the Borussia Dortmund and England man shortly. But I suppose, Rich, it probably makes sense to start with the price tag. It's not far off double potentially what Liverpool have been prepared to commit on a player before the Athletic reporting earlier this week, £131 million, £150 million. It's a lot of money to spend on one footballer. Um, It is a lot of money to spend on one footballer and there isn't a a whole deal of evidence to suggest that Liverpool would be prepared to pay that for one footballer either, which is the sort of chief concern uh, and probably only concern really that I'd have over this potential transfer that has long been mooted now. Um, You'd have to be... uh, You'd have to be of a different mindset not to realise that Jude Bellinger is clearly Liverpool's number one transfer target at the moment. The the overhaul of the midfield is quite clearly next next in Jurgen Klopp's project. If 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 he couldn't accelerate that earlier in this season, um, and and Jude Bellingham uh, may well be at the centre of that. But I I feel there's probably going to have to be a little bit of uh, negotiation on the price because that does feel like an inflated transfer fee to me. Obviously, they paid big money for Darwin Nunes, um, which could potentially rise um, if if he proves to be a success. Uh, And whether or not FSG will be happy to sanction um, so much money on one player remains to be seen. But it's quite clear he is one of the most in-demand players in Europe. And and while he's under contract, that is going to come at a high price so I think it's pretty ambitious to suggest that Liverpool would pay 130 million euros for a player. Uh, but stranger things have happened, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, the, the sort of obvious comparison really, Tom, would be a really insure many. Obviously, Liverpool interested in him at the start of the summer, but then ends up going to Real Madrid. I think that was 100 million euros, which is around 85 million pounds. So there is kind of an appetite to spend big on a player, but there's spending big and then there's what would that be the the third biggest ever it's quite a difference yeah I think with Bellingham we're we're clearly after an all-rounder we 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 went in for too many at the start of the window and nothing came off obviously he's gone to Real Madrid but paying that price for a player you have to be certain that he's gonna drive you forward essentially I think Bellingham is the type of he's an all-rounder. He's he's nineteen, I think. You know, he's he's got all the attributes that you'd be looking for in a Liverpool midfielder. And especially if if we sign him at this age, he's played fifteen times for England already, um, and he's one of the. So having that in your bank already, and then going forward, if we can have him for like a decade as well playing at the top level because he's 19 years old. I think he's only just turned 19 as well. 
suppose the other thing to consider, Rich, as well in terms of, of the price tag, it could prove to be good value. But the way I'm kind of looking at it at the moment is more a case of, you know, it's it's not going to be just Jude Bellingham that Liverpool need next summer. They've obviously gone quite a long time now without signing a midfielder. I'm looking at it in terms of, of the contract situations and thinking they might need maybe two midfielders. They might need another forward as well, depending on what happens with Roberto Firmino. It's, it's not just going to be a case of, all of their money can go on Jude Bellingham and whatever the price, just go and get him. There's, there's probably going to be one or two other things that they're going to have to do as well. Yeah, that's right. They can't just sign one midfielder. There's, we're, we're looking at a little bit of uh, evolution in that part of the field, aren't we? I mean, James Milner probably in his last season at Anfield, surely. Uh, Naby Keats is seemingly on his way out of the club at the end of the season, unless there's some sort of uh, movement on a, on a new contract. And, and Jordan Henderson, um, you know, comfortably into his 30s now and, and perhaps slowing down, not not looking uh, quite the player uh, that he once was. So the, there's, there's certainly um, going to be more than one change in midfield and, and putting all your eggs in one basket on Bellingham um, it isn't going to wash. But uh, that's not to say they won't sign you Bellingham, of course, but you, you're going to need uh, the resources uh, in order to bring in other players. So uh, depending on, on how efficiently other targets uh, are being uh, sourced may have some sort of uh, impact on what sort of price you could you could pay for Bellingham. But of course, we've got to remember as well, uh, I think Tom makes a good point about him only being 19, so he's got age on his time. He could be at Liverpool for a decade and then, the, and then that high price that you've uh, invested in could could well pay itself off over over that period of time, uh, but what if he gets injured? You've spent over a hundred million pounds on a player who's crocked. I remember a long time ago, probably before you were even born, Tom. I think maybe even you, Matt. Um, it was uh, a player Lentini, I think, for AC Milan. I think he was we're talking sort of about 1990. He was a, he was the he became the most expensive. Um, footballer in, in the world at that time and I think he got injured after about three months uh, and that didn't turn out to be a very good transaction at all and that that is of course a risk that you have to factor in when you're looking to do any sort of high money transaction like this so um, Liverpool will need to be careful about that and I'm sure they'll, they'll be checking over Bellingham's relatively short uh, injury record anyway to make sure that he, he doesn't Fall into the navigator bracket or the Thiago Alcantara bracket. Could we certainly? What well, we certainly don't need is more injured midfielders at Liverpool. Um, but but yeah, it's going to be one or two new faces surely. Um, the only thing with Bellingham, of course, is he is that all rounder. He is exactly what Liverpool are missing, um, and there'll be sort of a, a weighing up game that needs to be done on the on the scales to make sure you're off, you're offsetting the number of players you're bringing in against the money that's costing. Yeah, I mean, the, the saga's kind of gone on long enough now. There's more and more clubs, Tom, being named as, as being interested. If Liverpool do yeah. go for him, they will be, you know, 100% convinced on him. They're not going to spend that sort of money without being. But I suppose, you know, a lot of people would look at, I mentioned Germany before, obviously Real Madrid interested again in Bellingham, both Manchester clubs, Chelsea, lots of teams being interested. But there's no reason, I suppose, to to not pick Liverpool. If, if you do Bellingham, you probably look at Liverpool as being at least as appealing as some of those other options. No, yeah, he's he's a northern lad, isn't he? He's from, from the Midlands and I think he's mentioned countless times in interviews that his hero is Steven Gerrard. Um, 
playing in that role in midfield as well is obviously like why he's his idol. But as a fan, it's easy to get carried away with it all. I mean, nothing's been done yet. It's a big price tag. So just not to like bring us all back to earth here, but it's, it, it's a long way off. But it for Liverpool, it looks like we will be the favourites to lead the race to sign him. Um, but as you say, like Real Madrid sniffing around, he had a great performance against Man City the other week, so that's right in front of Pep Guardiola. Um, and I just think we just need to, because we could we could all end up with a couple of red faces come uh, come next year if uh, if if we all like keep acting like he's already done. But as I say. I think the signs are looking good. And he, fit, he fits right into the Jürgen Klopp side as well. He's exactly what we need. We've got that space ready in our squad. I think Henderson is, I think his contract runs until he's 35, but, you know, he's 31 now. Milner's getting on. Oxlade-Chamberlain's injury prone. Mabby Cater the same. So there's definitely a gap in Liverpool's midfield. I think, you know, with with Thiago, Thiago's fantastic, isn't he? I think he can go until he's about fifty. But <laughs> the way the, the way that it is heading, it is looking like there's a gap for Liverpool in that position, and I think Jude Bellingham could be the one to fill it. But as I say, just take everything with a pinch of salt. Yeah, there's still still a long long way to go before we can kind of talk about exactly where he's going to fit in, Rich. But I suppose the the question really, you mentioned the price tag before, and maybe not being quite convinced that Liverpool would spend that sort of money. I suppose the only way that they would spend that money is if they were a hundred percent convinced that he was the only one that could transform their midfield. From what you've seen of him so far, are you? convinced that he's got that level that he could be say the Virgil van Dijk of the midfield or the Mohamed Salah of the midfield is is he at that level um I'm not he could he may well be at that level um but I every time I've watched him it's just been okay now it could be that I just haven't watched enough of him if I'm being honest with you there's more hype around Bellingham than evidence that I've actually seen with my own eyes um, and I've seen, I've seen him put in some good performances for Dortmund, but I, I'd, I'd be lying if I'd said I'd watched them extensively. So is he the only option for Liverpool? I, I, I would like to think not. Surely there's got to be other players um, that, that could come into the mix that 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 can do that sort of role. And, and it, but it's so key for Liverpool, isn't it? Because I look, I look at Man City and... You look at Kevin De Bruyne and you just think to yourself, if Liverpool had Kevin De Bruyne in the side, how different would that be? How how, how much more of a proposition would an already very strong Liverpool side be with that sort of, uh, to, to cliche, a missing piece in the jigsaw? Uh, and and, and he, I, I honestly do believe he is the difference, uh, certainly for Manchester City, and, and we need our own version of that. And, and Jude Bellingham may well be it, um, I'd like to see more of him uh, and to see how he develops and matures. I think I think he is quite mature for a 19-year-old, but he is only 19. Uh, so expectation is pretty high on him. He, he did a bold thing by going to Dortmund in the first place, uh, along with Sancho. It turned out to be a good move for, for both of them. There's not too many English players, uh, uh, certainly at that age, who've gone abroad and been a success like that. So it, it, it's credit to him. 
to be able to do that. And that, that shows a maturity beyond his years for a kickoff. Um, and the, I guess just the, the lack of other names around um, suggests that it's all, almost is an all-eggs-in-one-basket thing with Bellingham, which, which does concern me a little bit. But at the same time, if you're asking me for an alternative name, I'm not sure I've got one. So uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe he is the man. Yeah, I suppose that's that's kind of where Liverpool were at with Virgil van Dijk, isn't it? They kind of got to a point where they didn't really have anyone else that if they were going to spend that money, it, it had to be him. And I suppose that that makes the value more plausible then, doesn't it? More palatable because you think, well, what, what are the other options out there? Yeah, there must be other good all-round midfielders. But if we're looking to get the top one available, he seems to be the name. And, and if you're prepared to take the risk on it, then, then so be it. Just on the earlier point on Lentina, just uh, done a quick check on him. It was 1992, AC Milan signed Lentina for a record £30 million. And a year later, he was in a car crash. So uh, we don't want any car crash signings, obviously. But uh, it, that, that is a risky take, especially when the stakes are so high with so much money. The Agenda on the Blood Red Channel. Jurgen Klopp himself, Tom, did mention that with Paul Pogba just a couple of years or more than a couple of years ago now, isn't it, that he signed for, for Manchester United and Jurgen Klopp made that exact point. What if you spend £100 million on a player and then he gets injured and, and you can't play him? I, I would imagine that Jurgen Klopp's stance has changed and the reasons for that. Understandable, maybe the game has, has moved a little bit beyond that, but I'm sure some people would go back to those comments. They are They are quite interesting. Yeah, he said a couple of years ago that he'd never spend. I can't even remember the figure he said, but he said he wouldn't. He wouldn't spend like that much on a player when he was referencing something that I think Man United had done. Um, but his and and he's been pulled on that since. And then he said, "Well, yeah, well, like opinions change over time. It's just what happens." I mean, the the, the figures that are getting thrown around in the football world now. Even Pogba, I think Pogba went to United for around ninety million, didn't he? When when he went back. Now, 90 million now is like it's nowhere near what it was then, and that was only what five years ago. Um, Rich mentions the um, England players going abroad, and it's it's interesting that because England players have never really been able to go abroad and, and do it after you think, like, obviously, McManaman went to Real Madrid, but like, they, they've never really been world beaters, and I think. Bellingham is looking like he is like the real deal. And the last couple of years, we've seen English players going abroad. I think loads of them have gone to the Bundesliga. There's a, there's a, there's a lot of PSV as well. Um, but like it's seeming, seemingly becoming a little bit more common now. And with Bellingham, I think he, he seems to be leading the pack for them all, doesn't he? I know Sancho Sancho at United, he was great at Dortmund. Um, like I think we're yet to see the best of him at United yet. But um, I think as well, it's it's a transitional time for Klopp. So bringing in someone like Bellingham now makes a lot of sense. We've seen a big shuffle up top uh, with the attack, obviously Nunes and Diaz coming in, and then at the back we've had Kanate come in. So it's like, it, and obviously Klopp has signed an extension onto his contract. So I think he, he looks like he could be setting up for the next generation of this Liverpool side 
The age thing is is interesting as well. I think, Rich, you, you've both mentioned it now in terms of him only being nineteen. I think his his birthday's in June. I think so. Wouldn't turn twenty until a potential transfer might have have been sealed next summer for for someone. Whether that's Liverpool or or elsewhere remains to be seen, of course. But I suppose that's that's one way of looking at it. The other way that I might put forward is that he will have played two or three seasons of Champions League football by then. Is been a regular in the Bundesliga for Dortmund. He's he, he kind of he'll be a twenty-year-old who's really in football terms, maybe a twenty-three, twenty-four-year-old. Well, I suppose if Liverpool had sold, for example, Trent Alexander-Arnold at the same age, what sort of fee would he have commanded? Probably not a small one. Uh, I would imagine, you know, someone who quickly became a Premier League and a Champions League winner. Um, and I guess, in, in a way, we're talking about the same sort of um, standard of player. Uh, uh, with Jude Bellingham and normally or in years gone by when you buy players of that age you're buying potential and you normally get a little bit of a better price it's like when you buy a house and you might get it for a certain price and then you you, you do it up a bit and uh, it it becomes more established and then you sell it on for a lot more Um, and but but the, that landscape seems to have changed a bit now. It's almost like where is the next talent? And if it's if it's a nineteen year old who seemingly has the world at his feet, then um, the uh, the paymasters of, of European football aren't waiting for potential now. It's almost like that potential has been realised already. Uh, when when in actual fact we have no idea what the next ten years will hold for Jude Bellingham or or anyone like him, um, but we. But from what we've seen so far, we might have a good idea. And so, although you're investing in the future, it's 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 a huge investment. And whether you choose to sell a player like that on again, you know, would would Jude Bellingham, if Liverpool bought Jude Bellingham for 130 million euros, would they sell him on to someone else in five years for the same amount? I would. I don't know. I find that hard to believe. Um, I know that I know that wouldn't necessarily be the 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 idea of this time. And you know, you're looking for someone to run Liverpool's midfield for the next ten years. Uh, but obviously, FSG have got a policy uh, of buying players with potential with a good resale value, and uh, and of course they would get that, but not if they were spending 130 million euros uh, from the offset. So unless he's going to go for 200 million, um, yeah, it's it, it, it's still a risk. But is but is He's shown he can play uh, with a level of maturity that is 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 higher than a 19-year-old. And I suppose if you're going from one extreme of 36-year-old James Milner to to uh, to a 19-year-old, it, it, it's quite a, a leap uh, of what we've been used to. But at the same time, I, I do think whereas like Harvey Elliott and uh, and Fabio Cavallo, who were both the same age as him. Um, are players who are in and about Liverpool's first team now, but maybe not with a full-strength side, automatic first choices. This is going to be different, isn't it? If he comes in, you, this is a player um, you're going to build a midfield around, and and, and and that probably shows you that the level that he's managed to get himself to already, even though he's still a teenager. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just to uh, to finish off then, just a, a little bit more around the, the kind of finances and, and selling him the move, uh, Tom, in, in terms of sort of the transfer fee, we know that that would be a huge amount, but it, it did kind of occur to me just as, as Rich was talking there that it's it's almost a little bit similar to the Darwin Nunez thing of, okay, they've spent 
a lot of money on a transfer fee, but maybe the wages are a little bit less. It's it's not the same as, as some of the other big transfers. For example, you wouldn't expect Liverpool to be potentially paying Jude Bellingham similar levels to Mohamed Salah, for example. It's it, it's a big transfer fee, but it, it maybe wouldn't be quite so much in terms of the wage packet for him. Yeah, I think it, it, if Liverpool do it, I think we, we have to get it right. I think paying... 131 million was it that was the figure that was getting thrown around i think it's a lot of money for one player but i think the potential that he's got is probably justified um and for the for the longevity of, of the player that we could get and how long he could stay at the club i think it, it, it could end up because we look back on the van dyke transfer now at 75 mil and that's like absolutely peanuts for him isn't it um but it, with it with the wage thing yeah i think if 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 it if we do take a big hit on the actual price of him that we pay Dortmund, I think yeah, it could bring it down because it, how long has he got to get his wages up at the time that he's at the club anyway? If he comes in and starts at, at, at Mo Salah wage, God, where's he going to be in ten years? Then we can't pay him the same price for the whole time, can we? Um, but with, with with it's like it's like you look at the Haaland transfer. Haaland went to City, didn't he, for at sixty mil. But like, we're not stupid. We all know that that price is obviously taken down by the wages that he's on. But I think Bellingham will be a bit more weighted the opposite way. I think the money will, the the bulk of the money will go to Dortmund and Liverpool will just give him a relatively normal wage for football terms when he comes in. Yeah, absolutely. Well, certainly a player to watch out for is Jude Bellingham. It'll be interesting to see as well how he does at the World Cup. I'm sure there'll be lots more developments before and after that in this transfer saga as well. Liverpool, Real Madrid and plenty of others are interested and we'll have the latest across Liverpool.com, Liverpool Echo and Blood Red as and when we have it. For the rest of today, make sure you keep an eye out for our coverage of the Women's Merseyside Derby later as Liverpool take on Everton at Anfield. Loads more to come across the rest of the week as well as we build up to Brighton on Saturday. For now, though, we'll leave it there. Thanks to Rich and to Tom for joining me. And we'll catch you next time here on the Blood Red Channel. You've been listening to the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.